Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. This episode is very deep temple stuff. I'm going to do an essay called Structure, Sign, and Play by Jacques Derrida from his book In the Discourse of the Human Sciences. Now, postmodernism, I guess you could say, modernism being the structure and the mythos and the, and the logos, the logic of, the purpose of, the structure and organization of modern times, the way in which we see ourselves, how we tell our stories, how we arrange our conceptions of what is right and the reasons why we do things and our, our goals and vision for the world, including arranging what is important and how we structure uh, the normative aspects of our culture and so forth, whatever culture you're in, whatever modern era you may be conceived in. Now, postmodernism is a philosophical or sociological way of, of thinking about existence where ultimately it is at its own whims of deconstructing deconstructing and reconstructing how we're conceiving of of how we're conceiving so in a, in a modernist sort of way if you are to build a concept of let's just say if your society rejects homosexuality we would attack homosexuality at the nature versus culture intersection that if homosexuality is rejected then that means that it was rejected on the grounds that it was merely a cultural norm trying to be constructed while original existing structures existed and those existing ex structures exist to marginalize homosexuality because the existing structures do not see it normatively. Now, in order to debase the claim of a modernist lens of viewing sexuality, you go, well, homosexuality actually persists as a natural phenomena and is not a social norm or a social construction. Therefore, it transcends a modernist conception of what we are as a culture or who we are more 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 actually and unrefutationably if that's even a word homosexuality is a natural phenomenon and bypasses the cultural lens or the modernist structure of social norms in which we abide social norms are at variance and are subject to change now he mentions he pulls from levi strauss and his sort of ethnology on the matter of incest being a universal norm. Now, it is a norm, and norms variate, but it is a norm that is most natural, that is natural not to be incestuous. Although it is a cultural norm, we are able to bypass its variants, or anyone who wants to spin doctorate out of truth, that if you want to construct and, and devise a demise for society and create an ill, passing it off as something real or good for anyone, you would say that the rejection of incest as a cultural norm is not merely a social construction but a natural phenomena. And if you were to abide by the lens of natural phenomena being the actual determining force in what should be cultural norms and social norms, that that is the only structure and ground in which we could base reality definitely then we would have to imagine that homosexuality is merely a natural phenomena and is therefore not subject to the normative realm of culture and society and therefore cannot be thwarted by any norms created therein. But postmodernism famously has the assumption in it that there is no common denominator in nature or in truth that guarantees the possibility of a, a neutral 
or objective thought process, and that that is a key assumption, at least according to Routledge Encyclopedia of Philosophy, even on the ground that the universal social ethic of incestuousness being beyond the norm, or not being a social norm to have incest within any community, that even that, that is subject to a sort of refutation because it persists in the realm of a normative cultural aspect, that it's created as a, a norm and that it can be at variance, and we do see it at variance, but we peg it as criminal. But that isn't to say that there isn't criteria to suppose that there is a denomination, like a total denomination of what is natural, and that it can be claimed that incestuous is universally unnatural, or something that naturally wants to elect itself out. Now with homosexuality, that appears everywhere, but the social norms do not abide into it, although we do see that homosexuality is much much more of a natural tendency rather than a deviation than than incest. So then, but it's still subject to the politicization or normative structure of social norms and cultural norms. Now, what is to be varied is, I suppose you can chalk it up as a changeable value system or ethic, but at least in Derrida and uh, Levi Strauss's view is that incest, you cannot. It is a standard natural or truth about nature that incestuousness is abnormal or outside of what any culture wants, and that maybe homosexuality is in fact natural and that while it's part of a normative structure to be conceived of as being normal within a culture or being conceived as not normal within a culture, it still transcends that dialectic and is a natural phenomena. Just like the natural phenomena, phenomena is to exclude incest would be the inverse to include homosexuality because it is both natural to exclude incestuousness but to include the presence of homosexuality. One is natural, one is not. And that's pretty black and white. And I think a lot of people that look at postmodernism as this slimy soup of no truth, I think kind of lack the idea that no, there are some things that are beneficial and naturally occurring that we can identify with and would transcend a normative structure or a social structure. And that's basically to try to discern and be wise on what we consider norms because we take things for truth and objectivity and thinking we forget that no, it's actually a norm or a social structure. And a lot of people can render homosexuality merely a norm or social structure. Some people would even attempt to make incest a norm or social structure in order to include it into the fabric of nature somehow that it is permissible. And of course, we combat this through our, our valuations of what is normal. Incest? No. Is it natural? No. Therefore, it's not to be normal. It is to be abnormal and it is to be unnatural and therefore un permissible homosexuality. Is it a norm? Well, it's natural, so it may be a norm, but it's not a norm. It's merely a natural phenomena, therefore it is permissible. These phenomena have a presence in our mind. They have a presence out there, but there is an, an, a substantiation of what is allowed to be present and what is not. So when there is a, a presence that transcends the, the natural order, then that is to be rejected. There is a presence that doesn't transcend the natural order, and that is the natural order, then its presence will be felt eternally. Derrida says that scandals emerge when the interior structure of a system of concepts sanctions a difference of nature and culture. So he's basically saying that which is natural should be cultural because 
If a social norm or a cultural construction isn't rooted in nature, then it is invariably at difference with the truth, because if it is not natural, then it is not oriented to an origin or an objectivity at all. That really, if there's a difference between the natures and the cultures, if they're not sewn together, then there will for sure be a conception rooted within whatever the norm is, or whatever the thought process is, or structure of the argumentation or, or logic of whatever's being discussed, that these systems of concepts or even behaviors, there, there, there will be a deviation from what is truly the original form. Otherwise, it would be a norm that is subject to variance, and that variance would lead back to what is natural being employed throughout the culture. And most of our culture isn't natural. The things we take for granted, we're not nat maybe naturally doing, although we may be compelled to do some things, or that we organize in certain ways in order to reach a telos or some goal or end, in order to serve maybe some function that persists in a natural kind of way. Maybe our ends, our goals, fulfill something in order to ameliorate our purposes in life, in order to make money, buy food. A lot of what, what we are doing is not natural yet, it is normative to do in order to fulfill a natural trend that really we're actually surviving and that has its origins in nature. We do what we do to get an end in order to survive altogether. No matter how petty or made up or constructed or normative it is or how involved it is with all of that, no matter how changeable or at variance the norms or the ideas, the, the cultural concept of behaving in a, in, in a sort of goal-oriented way to fulfill some end in order to get something that enables you to survive, get shelter, get needs, get things in which nature wants of itself, an end, end state for a natural compersion to be fulfilled. And that in a way, in a roundabout way, you're cross-examining a, a normative structure you persist in, which is at variance and is not natural, but you cannot replace that structure as it is because that is the means in which you fulfill your actual natural needs. In a roundabout way people twist twist it around and get it confused that what they're doing is indeed a natural result or that this is a fixed structure and that it necessarily exists but there is a difference between it and natural phenomena and is therefore deconstructible in a modernist sense it is able to be deconstructed and therefore that's where the postmodern lens comes in postmodern sociology and philosophy come in and destroy its necessity although its goal necessitates itself to some sort of greater natural aspect and that's why people get confused and and call it what it is like this is necessary our social institutions and structures and organizations in ways in which of even conceive our truths are fixed and they are objective and we can rely on them but we know that no we can't even though we have to because that is what is dictated within the cultural norm within the societal norm and is therefore conflated with a natural phenomena and truth itself even though it is not because there is a difference between it and nature and that if you get down to what is actually natural as a social norm or cultural norm it will not be the existing modernist structures even though the modernist structures fulfill an end that is natural but there is the norms you exist in and the social structures you exist in 
are willing to be taken for granted as reality or as the structure of reality, that it's a symptom of what there is when really it isn't. It's born out of the symptoms of actual natural phenomena, but are created necessarily and are amendable and supplementable and replaceable and changeable almost always. And that is the, the postmodern critique. You can say that a lot of these cultural norms and social aspects that are changeable and not natural phenomena in and of themselves, but maybe a symptom of a more fundamentally universal nature, that if you separate yourself from that universal nature or a norm based on nature, it would belong to a culture universally. But if not, then the culture has by degree lost its fundamental place and fundamental way. Sending your kids to a Chuck E. Cheese while you go gamble may be sort of a removal from the basic normative process, although there is some function serving therein that allows you to be more culturally universal, and that is it is conducive to some natural trend. You could always find something like that, but that doesn't mean that it is both itself and not itself simultaneously. There is one aspect existing at one time, one structure in the midst of everything, and then there is a whole other structure structure that is completely modernized and therefore can be subject to change through the postmodern lens because modernism is more the, the construction of a world and postmodernism is the examination and deconstruction of its structure itself. It's often observed in postmodernism that certainties are subjected to relativistic thought and truth is personalized as a self in relation to the world rather than having a truth in the world and being beheld of that truth. So then rather than personalizing your truth and saying, this is my truth, it's no, your truth is merely an outsider perspective and that you are subjected to relativistic thought, that you in relation to the rest of the world are a self situated just there. And that if you do think that you have a personalized truth, Truth, you really have just some a structure or an, an internal structure that you're persisting in that orients you and balances and organizes your life out, but it limits and reduces the amount of free play that the structures can have in the totality of what's possible people center themselves on these structures, and that's their goal. They feel better and better if they're able to solidify and center themselves on a structure, that it closes off their personality and the free play, and it cannot be substituted without the center changing into another fixed origin. And that's another critique of the postmodern lens is, well, if I can conceive of what I'm doing in one way, then I can conceive it in another way, but I am sort of exchanging one mode or structure or center of of being in my thought process. So I've never really changed who I am fundamentally. I've I've only given myself a new structure that I'm persisting under a same a similar um, a fixation. I suppose that that's the problem of structure in general. And what postmodernism says is even if you are playing around with your structures, you still wind up in the same spot. So there's no end to what you're doing. You're just you're just situating yourself in one way in order to catch hold of something that can never be rooted in an origin because there's no originality to it. It's a construction. And I think lots of people have anxiety when they argue with others about their positions in life. And he says that anxiety is quote, being caught up in the game and at stake in the game. People kind of fail to comprehend that there's nothing they're really going to do to escape something being at stake, which is really their maybe a uh, structure of their thoughts, that maybe their reality is being undermined always. And that goes for anyone else that has a structure that isn't at free play, that the postmodern lens is, is looking at this structural lens and going, doesn't matter what position you have or what structures you're employing, you're always at stake. And that's why everyone has so much anxiety and throws so much fit 
fits. He says coherence and contradiction expresses the force of a desire. So people are fixed on their truth, it makes the reality seem real, but he says it's in heinous contradiction, always, and that you merely desire to want to have a structure and center of your thinking. You want to center yourself on what you think, otherwise you're not you then you just feel awful. So there is a presence or a center of feeling yourself, but I can't really say exactly what, what is myself. I could go on and on and on about saying I, who's I? Well, whatever, whatever I'm made of, I being me, well, who are you? I am all of this. I can't even explain it because I haven't taken biology even, you know, and a lot of people think they know who they are. I've never taken a college level biology course and biology might even explain to me what is going on and would sort of, sort of hint at what exactly it is I might be just a natural process that reflects all other natural processes. Well, then that really opens a can of worms on who, I'm, who I really am overall. But ultimately, there is an aim to our biological concept that there are structures and processes within that system, but also that we are sort of observing and giving over what we can see. We're sort of signing into what is signed as well. And that with that, it is the authority of our, our speech about what is said about biology that sort of informs who we are and what we are able to self-identify as structurally and we take those for granted and we agree on what is being said through that authority of the even scientific system and that science itself is a modernist position but what we really are overall cannot be really said only signed to only given a sign almost like that mystic utterance those who want the truth won't get proof but only receive a sign I think we sort of signal or, or sign to whatever it is we're trying to get at. And he goes into that. He says the metaphysics or that which is ultimately of a presence is attacked with the help of the concept of a sign. He, he goes in to say that your presence, the self-identity of a signified, so even an object or an instance or even an event can be signified at, is reducing it into itself, its signifier. So the, the person which is signifying or signing into showing whatever they're getting at or whatever significance they behold identifies their own signing to what is signed one example that pops into mind is when we see people going fast on the highway. We're thinking, geez, this person is a psycho. Look at him. He's putting everyone's life at risk. But really, in, in every day, we've been in and out of traffic and we've driven fast, maybe because we're late or because of X, Y, or Z. Maybe we're just impatient. But ultimately, we are given a sign that, oh, this is an example of some narcissist psychopath that wants to just get first and wants to put everyone's life at risk just so that they could feel better momentarily. And then we sign it off as that. We just sign it right off. But the thing which we're signed to, we don't don't know about. Not at all. We're just sensing this. We, we're not intelligibly owning the real thing. We're reducing it out to what we're signing at and that there's an opposition to what is actually the case. The intelligibility of the matter runs very, very deep versus what we are signing at and what we sense to be the case and that we could only throw some sort of sign at it. He says, quote, the paradox is that the metaphysical reduction of the sign needed the opposition it was reducing what it was reducing was already the intelligible and then on the other side of that was the sensible merely what you're sensing about it which in some cases if you have good sense now common sense isn't always good sense people sign into things their thoughts all the time that does not make them intelligible it does not mean that what it is signing at intuitively grasps what it is because in some other way you have to be able to instantiate what is intelligible and that requires an examination and a pr and without the prior reduction of the signifier. Okay, well, that was postmodern thought. It's 
absolutely ridiculous, those who have never read postmodern philosophy. I would recommend it, but go at your own pace. Um, if you're not ready for it, honestly, it could leave you <laughs> astray or get you thinking maybe a little too much. But this is just a good little corner of the, the temple that we need to kind of go into and, and maybe shut the door on unless, you know, some of you might be a little more advanced in the inquiry, continental philosophy or analytic philosophy that maybe you could reconcile these things. And of course, just, just some of this essay that I did not comprehend at all. I mean, I've been dealing with these matters for some time now, maybe six or seven years. I've been dabbling in, in philosophical literature here and there, you know, but this can just be a, a little bit too much. <laughs> it's definitely for the, the graduate level up kind of um, states of mind, but yeah, just sometimes I just feel like even the writer's like, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, now to probably go beyond what Jordan Peterson would probably say definitely about postmodernism, I think there's a lot more to postmodernism than what you'll immediately find on most YouTube videos with, with Dr. Peterson or even on Wikipedia and so forth. You just kind of have to explore, you know, Jacques Derrida and Foucault for yourself and just do an exploration, you know? But yeah, it's interesting. I thought I would, I would do one of these. I like to keep the temple a little more straightforward, but this was fun. Visit my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Solomon's Temple. Uh, thank you for joining me on this one, and I'll see you next time.